morning. Psalm this morning is Psalm 9, page 351. The hour cometh and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths to show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 9 I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will speak of all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. Yea, my songs will I make of thy name, O thou most highest. While mine enemies are driven back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou art set in the throne that judges right. Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end, even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath also prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness, and minister true judgment unto the people. The Lord also will be a defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord, Lord, which dwelleth in Zion. Show the people of his doings. 
For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor. Have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me, thou that liftest me up from the gates of death. That I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in thy salvation. The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made, in the same net which they hid privily in is their foot taken. The Lord is known to execute judgment. The ungodly is trapped in the work of his own hands. The wicked shall be turned to destruction, and all the people that forget God. For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish forever. Up, Lord, and let not man have the upper hand. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the heathen may know themselves to be but men. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth chapter of the book of Genesis. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed from as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Then Abram took Sarai his wife, and Lot his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they acquired in Haran, Haran. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Morah. And the Canaanites were then in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mount east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Now there was famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass, when he was close to entering Egypt, he said to Sarai his wife, Indeed I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore it will happen when the Egyptians see you, that they will say, This is his wife, and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. So it was, when Abram came into Egypt, that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, male and female servants, female donkeys and camels. But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai and Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, 
What is this you have done to me? Why did you not tell me that she was your wife? Why did you not say, Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. <clears throat> now after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, and led them up on a high mountain apart by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. His clothes became shining, exceedingly white, like snow, such as no launderer on earth could <clears throat> can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. <clears throat> because he did not know what to say, for they were greatly afraid. And a cloud came over and, and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. Suddenly, when they had looked around, they saw no one anymore, but only Jesus with themselves. Now, as they came down from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one the things that they had seen till the Son of Man had <clears throat> had risen from the dead. So they kept this word to themselves, questioning what the rising of the dead meant. And they asked him, saying, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Then he answered and told them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and restores all things. And how is it written concerning the Son of Man, that he must suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say unto you that Elijah has, come, <clears throat> has also come, and they did to him whatever they wished, as it is written of him. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, 
to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather abraham that he would give us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and thou child shalt be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our god whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead i believe in the holy ghost the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen the lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen o lord show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation o god may clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us o lord god who seest that we put not our trust in anything we do mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity through jesus christ our lord amen o god who art the author of peace and lover of concord in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life whose service is perfect freedom defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we surely trusting in thy defense may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of jesus christ our lord amen o lord our heavenly father almighty and everlasting god who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through jesus christ our lord amen moving to all our uh, lesson from genesis it's a significant chapter where god commands abram to leave his um his home which would be in in ancient uh ancient Babylon, which is modern Iraq, and to go to the Promised Land, it should be noted that that um, the whole story of Israel that we'll rehearse in the year 
in morning prayer will end we get back to 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 um the end of trinity season when the exile of israel in babylon is actually a return of israel to where abraham came this is part of the narrative of the scriptures but but god tells abraham to leave his country and i think there's some correspondence here with the with the Tower of Babel in the sense that in, in the Tower of Babel story, it seems like is that, that people wanted to um, settle down, make a name. Um, and God had said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God's always telling people to go, to go on a pilgrimage, a journey, not to be, you know, not to be stationary. There's, there's, a, there's a, a way to go. So Abraham leaves his home to go to the land that God's gonna give him. And uh, this, even in the Christian life, you know, in the New Testament, when um, after Jesus, you know, uh, you know, the resurrection and he gives commands to his uh, apostles, he tells them to go, you know, go make disciples. Um, and they're sort of scattered from Israel into the nations, which is interesting that Abraham came from the nations to Israel. And then the church eventually goes as a witness to the nations. Um, the other features of the Genesis story today are they're sort of um, foreshadowings of the Exodus story. So Abraham goes to the promised land, Canaan, where he doesn't, you know, doesn't, you know, own it yet. But and then he goes down to Egypt, where um, his wife is taken, you know, captive. But because God's favor rests upon her, a plague comes upon the house of Pharaoh, and he sends her and Abraham out, all echoes of the Exodus story are gonna to come to uh, around Eastertide when we, when we the narrative progresses, there's these narrative themes that are there. If we think about then a connection to the transfiguration story, I think we can connect it kind of on the level of pilgrimage. Again, Abraham left to go to the land of promise um, and he is going to, um, you know, come and, and he's always going to be moving forward, not not stationary, not inheriting anything. We get to Jesus, he has also come, left his father's throne, uh, who was for us men and our salvation came down, was made man. And we get the essence of the pilgrimage, the, the sort of mission Jesus is on in the transfiguration where Moses and Elijah appear to him and um, they sort of confirm his vocation. The, the role of Moses and Elijah in the story are to testify that Jesus' impending death on the cross is consistent with the testimony of the law represented by Moses and the prophets represented by Elijah to confirm his identity and so, or his vocation to to, to die for the sins and rise. And that's the ultimate um, journey or mission or pilgrimage to enter the promised land, but it's through the cross that Jesus shows us that it is in union with him. And this is our baptismal identity. We, we, we are buried with Christ in baptism. We, we are raised through faith. We participate in the cross and resurrection. So the pilgrimage we have is is through the promised land, uh, through the cross, uh, and into our inheritance and the resurrection with Christ. And I think the, the an overarching theme to take away from it is simply that um, 
the nature of the Christian life being a movement forward to the kingdom as Abraham began is, is always to never become too comfortable in a place. We always know that what we have here is temporary and we can enjoy it in that sacramental sense. It's a, it's a sign, a taste of the good things, but we're always moving forward uh, uh, toward, towards the kingdom of God, even in the spiritual life, think of growth, how we're growing in Christ, growing in faith um, as we move towards the ultimate goal of the kingdom. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Continuing with a prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you this morning. Have a good Thursday as we move forward in this faith. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.